What is going on, everyone? Welcome to this episode of Over the Top Rope. With me, I have a student from the Nightmare Factory. If you kept up with me at all, you know I'm obsessed with the Nightmare Factory. I've got Brooke Havoc. How are you doing? What's up, everybody? How are you? I'm doing great. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll jump right in with the uh, the good hard hitting stuff. It sounds like Avril Lavigne's got a new album coming out in February. Yes, I'm actually so excited for that. I've been like keeping up on her Instagram and everything, just waiting for that to drop. <laughs> that's like you know that's that's pretty huge because it's been a while since she's put out music. Yeah, definitely. And everybody's doing a lot of stuff, uh, like connecting in pop punk right now. So like, I'm hoping to see some other familiar artists like on there and stuff like that. Travis Barker has been in everybody's stuff. So I'm hyped. <laughs> yeah, I am too. I, and it was just like a week ago when I found out a new album was dropping and I was just like, yo, everybody stop. Like, this is going to be great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm guessing you're an Avril Lavigne fan. Definitely. Uh, when I was younger, more so. Um, but the whole emo scene, all of that stuff, definitely into it. Yeah, that the uh, the early or I guess the early to mid 2000s emo punk to me is just like a whole like it could be like a genre of its own because no matter what walk of life you're from everybody listens to every part of that yeah definitely and you know like i i had mentioned to you i've got my five you know yes. top, it was so hard to narrow it down it was so hard to narrow it down but i'm gonna give the artist and the song title and you grade it one to ten these are all tens in my opinion you know so we'll, we'll, we'll see what you, you have to say about it and if you don't agree that one of them's a 10, then we're just going to end an interview right there. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> First one I've got down, AFI Miss Murder. Oh, my God. I'm, like, one of the biggest AFI fans, uh, hence the Havoc, the Brooke Havoc. So definitely a 10. I would say anything AFI. Uh, there's so many good tracks from them. So definitely a 10. Yeah, and the, the, the video to Miss Murder, like, that just makes me want to go, like, lift a car or something like that. Yes, you could also find that playing at, like, every single emo night, so it's <laughs> definitely a staple. I would, oh, my God, I would, like, to me, hearing something like, like, one of these five songs is probably the equivalent to most people hearing, like, Living on a Prayer or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> And the second one I've got down is him, Wings of a Butterfly. Um, I honestly not too <laughs> familiar with that one. Okay, okay. I'll take a I'll take a not too familiar with over uh that absolutely sucks. Yeah. <laughs> there's a um there's a uh independent tag team here in uh, North Carolina and that's their uh interest music is Wings of a Butterfly, I'm like, they're not, you know, they're they're still pretty new, so, like, I get so hyped when they come out just because of the song. Yeah. And the third one I've got down here is 30 Seconds to Mars, The Kill. That is so good. Like, 
find it on rock band another one that's played everywhere at emo night <laughs> i would give that one i it could be argued that it's too played out but i will still give it like an eight a solid eight i can live with that i can live with an eight so we'll keep rolling here the fourth one i have here is hawthorne heights ohio's for lovers that is like a very soft place in my heart. I love that song so much. I actually like one of the very first emo nights I went to, they played that song and I just like, I was hooked and I swear I played it over a thousand times in that one week. I was just like, okay, this is my new favorite song. I think that's definitely a nine and a half, we'll say. Nine and a half. Okay, we're getting there. We're getting there. And I got one left. And this one may be kind of well-known, maybe not really known. I've got Good Charlotte featuring Sinister Gates and M. Shadows, The River. That, I, oh my gosh, I love that song so much. And that, like, featuring those two from Avenged Sevenfold, just one of my favorite bands. Uh, the very first logo I came out with is a little spinoff of one of uh, Avenged Sevenfold's logos so definitely a huge Avenged Sevenfold fan um, I would definitely give that a 10 out of 10 no yeah. doubt <laughs> yes we got a 10 we got a 10 and you know it was <laughs> wow they would be the first to comment <laughs> <laughs> Razzle House you guys are liars I am emo through and through <laughs> if she gave the river a 10 I'm gonna go that she's emo and I mean it's, and it's Twitter header, so it, it has to be true. Yeah, definitely. That uh, music video also so dope, featuring Jeffrey Star. A little snippet of him in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything about that song, from you know the instruments to the melody to the riffs to the lyrics and the video, how they're like changing in and out, you know, with each other, kind of a morphing transition kind of thing. It's just like, how do you not like listen to that and just you know, just go to a different headspace and be in a different world. <laughs> yeah, I've always said M. Shadow has, like, such a unique voice that, like, you don't really hear from other bands. It's just, like, the raspy to raspiness to his voice and everything. I've just, like, loved it since I have, like, heard all of their music. And, yeah, I agree with you 100%. I've, I've said before that... um if M Shadows and Ivan Moody were singing in a group of 5,000 people, you'd be able to pick both of them out. out of yeah, like, Are you a fan of Five Finger Death Punch? Because I know a lot of people are very 50-50 on them. Um, I've only listened to like a couple of their songs. I'm not like, I never really, like, it wasn't that like hard hitting for me to make me like go through all the albums pick my favorite songs or anything like that i got you yeah i, I think that's a pretty good consensus with them a lot of people know uh like a couple of their covers but that's really about as far as it goes yeah i could i mean i could definitely talk about like the early 2000s mid 2000s emo punk for like the next like four days <laughs> Same. <laughs> I yeah. love that that's a little piece that uh, in all of the podcast interviews that I have, we get to talk about music. It's great. I love it. Yeah, and that's 
one thing that I think that brings everybody together is music, no matter, you know, like I was saying, what walk of life you're from, you know, race, gender, anything like that. Everybody relates to music. Yeah, that's so true. With the, um, you know, with the Nightmare Factory, we'll transition to that. You know, I know you get asked about it a lot and, you know, I guess, you know, you could say it's common knowledge that, you know, Cody and QT are coaches and then you have the, you know, like special coaches that'll come in. And I think one secret weapon the Nightmare Factory has that most people may not know about is Coach Luke. Yeah, definitely. Um, He, for my specific camp, he wasn't uh, training that much. We had a lot of Cody and QT for our camp because they were less busy COVID times and all of that. Um, Mm -hmm. But definitely a couple times we did have Luke and then heading into the advanced class. uh, He, he was like one of the head trainers for that. So definitely has helped a lot with a lot of us. Yeah. And it's like, you know, obviously, you know, the, the big names of, you know, Cody and QT get thrown out there. And I met Luke at a nightmare factory live show when they were here and he's just like such a like just such like an awesome individual yeah he definitely is super down to earth and everything like that the um and i know you get you get asked about you know tv time being on AEW dark and you know facing Britt baker i know that question you know comes up a lot how did you feel and how did you feel afterwards that's what i want to know where you're like oh god thank god that's over like you know after everything was just like so surreal to me like uh, I went back and like talked to Cody and stuff and was just like sitting in his office and I was just like man did this really just happen like my first singles match with Bert Baker AW Dark it was just so crazy for me like it was definitely a moment where like I was just like choked up and I was like man I could not be more grateful for like an opportunity that that great in such an early point in my career. Yeah, I think that I think that just, you know, that says a lot about you know how they get you guys trained up so fast and so quick but also in a way that you guys can respond to it to be ready, you know, after you're, you know, you've got your training, you've graduated and you can do, you know, TV time and stuff like that. Yeah, it's that I would definitely say Nightmare Factories like one of the best in the U.S. for training the beginners camp. Like they, you just learn so much in such a small amount of time, and it completely gets you ready for promos, matches, everything in between. And yeah, you just have like some of the best people there to train you. Yeah, and then you have to, you know, put up with people like Gorilla and Hunter and stuff like that. So yeah, just bullies, bullies twenty four seven. There was not a point in my camp. Where I was not bullied by those two. Oh, oh, <laughs> and Hayden Backlund can't start with that guy. Cannot start with him. The big payoff at the end of the camp was getting to hit him with the acid drop. It made everything worth it. I was like, all right, you can bully me all you want, but here you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. I love that. And of course, we got some fan question here. Who's <laughs> your favorite member of Wrestle House and why is it TSF? My favorite member of Wrestle House is definitely uh, Cat Spencer. It's Ben Cat Spencer, but we have an addition. 
Trip Jordy. So I'd be lying if I said Trip Jordy wasn't my favorite. <laughs> I was going to bring that up because, you know, I know you've been on the Wrestle House, you know, blog a couple of times and they've got some uh, uh, living arrangements or some, you know, Wrestle House draft going on and they drafted Trip Jordy. And, you know, I, I, I love all of those guys. Yeah, they stole my best friend, so I'm upset with them right now. <laughs> and you, yours, yours and Jordy's like TikToks and stuff are like second to none. I appreciate that. We just really like to embarrass ourselves on TikTok <laughs> and just just have fun, you know. I will. I will say though, my favorite TikTok so far is the one you just posted the other day, where you were just video chatting everybody. And I was like, oh, I don't have time for this. I've got to go. Yeah, that, honestly, I don't know why, but I've never had more anxiety <laughs> calling people in my life, because I was just like, I don't know if these people are actually busy, how they're going to react to this, if they're going to be upset, but everybody's reactions were, like, so funny. <laughs> Big hype in the chat. Yeah, Jim Jody! Ah. <laughs> I don't... I mean, you know, I just see, like, videos and pictures and stuff, but I think that dude's, like, smiling and, like, popping in his sleep. Like, I don't think it's possible for Trip to be in a bad mood. I lived with Trip for over a year, and I could not tell you a single time where I saw him, like, actually upset. He's just happy all the time. <laughs> and it's, like, infectious. Our whole entire house just was, like, every time we were hanging out with Trip, just happy, you know? <laughs> Yeah, and that's so awesome to me because, you know, you know, mental health is such like a big, big thing nowadays. And, you know, we get so caught up in, you know, I guess like everything around us. And it's just so easy to get bummed out. So to have someone like trip around, I can only imagine it's just like, you know, like a blessing in a way. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a real positive attitude to have around. So Wrestle House is lucky with that draft pick. <laughs> Wrestle House is lucky. I would agree with that. And, you know, to kind of piggyback off of, you know, what you're saying about Kat and everything, she was actually your tag partner in the uh, Nightmare Factory Showcase. Yeah, definitely have so much love for Kat throughout the whole camp. She was like my workout partner. We were there every single day together, the whole, the whole deal. So definitely hope that we could tag again down the line when I'm better and not keep getting injured. <laughs> getting injured, yeah. Yeah. And I you know that that brings up something, you know, something else I was gonna talk about as well. Cause you know, you've had two knee injuries and you know, I know you just addressed the first one in a couple of, you know, your other interviews and stuff. And obviously you did have the second one, you know, in the middle of a pretty big tournament tournament too that I think you were poised to win, you know. Yeah, it was definitely rough. It was a tournament that I had gone to a lot as like when I was younger and stuff. So definitely hurt <laughs> to get that all taken away. Yeah. And, uh, just like all, all the other stuff I had planned to, it was uh, rough. But all I could do is like do the best with the cards that you're dealt. So I'm already back in PT, like doing everything I can to get back <laughs> that. Yeah. I, you know, I can't even imagine, uh, you know, relying on your body to do something you love. And then the next thing you know, 
not only for the first time, but the second time, it's like, damn, like, come yeah. on now, you know? And yeah. like, oh, along with the, the mental health, you know, I can only imagine, you know, the toll it took on your mind the first time, but the second time, what have you done to just kind of stay positive and just like, I'm going to get through this? It's definitely been rough since it's the second time it's happened, but definitely having uh, all the love and support from everybody online, um, everybody at the Nightmare Factory, um, like all my friends and family, it's definitely been like a lot of help. Seeing the outpour of love and support from everybody online too was so wild to me. (laughs) I was not (laughs) expecting that at all. So that has definitely helped and honestly like having I know it sucks for both of us in this situation but Trevor Outlaw has suffered Mm -hmm. the same injury so having somebody that's going through the same thing um that's like your friend even though he say we he says we are friends (laughs) going through the same thing has definitely been a lot of help so thankful for all those people in my life (laughs) (laughs) I can I can definitely you know um I I don't want to say it's like you know, in a positive way, but you do have that person, you know, that's going through the exact same thing with you and you're not, you're not in it alone and you have that person, you know, you can be like, damn, like, does this hurt today? Cause like it hurts me today. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we actually had surgery like a couple of days apart. So we're literally like going through everything and on the same timeline and everything, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, that is, you know, it, our, our, I don't know where he lives. You guys have like the same doctor or anything, or just what was? It? Oh no, he's in Chicago. I I had my surgery. Oh, okay. I got you. And yeah, I just I I can't even imagine. Like when I saw like the you know the video, I guess it's like a day or two after. I was like, I was like devastated for you. You know, I was like, come on, not Brooke, not again. <laughs> yeah, definitely a rough one. But having like, I know there's like a lot of other people with similar injuries and stuff like that. And just like, not everybody has the same love and support. So I can't, you know, I can't be, can't dwell on it too much because I do have a lot of people out there helping me and stuff. So. Yeah, you definitely, you know, just from what I've seen on social media, you know, with uh, the guys from Wrestle House and Cat and everyone, you know, you've got a huge support system. Yeah, it's so crazy. I I can never like express how grateful I am for literally all of them. It's crazy. It you um Wrestle House, you know, just a group of all in. They did a a little fundraiser for you, and when they reached the goal, it was I thought it was pretty funny that Dean wasn't there, but they had a little picture in a cube. Yeah. <laughs> they were wearing his fur jacket. Yeah, that was definitely great. I love that moment. <laughs> so having people like them to do that fundraising and then also East Bay Pro had a whole sh- benefit show mm-hmm. for me led by Poyo Damar and Marco Mania. So like that was just so crazy. So many people like came out like Nick Xander from Las Vegas and stuff like that. I drove over 10 hours just to be there and to shade just to, to help out and stuff. So to feel that love is always definitely helpful in the, the mental aspect of all of this. Yeah, because I, 
I got to imagine, you know, that's just as huge as the actual, you know, healing of the leg and getting everything back is the mental aspect of it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it when you know, are you just kind of taking it day by day at this point, or or do you have like plans to like once you get the okay, you're just gonna hit the ground running? Definitely, um, want to make sure like I'm 100% again, and as soon as I I get cleared, I'm ready to go. Like I I can't wait. Um, it's definitely one of those things where I like. It's something that means so much to me. So, like, I'm just I'm ready to get back to it. <laughs> that's that's what I love to hear, though, because you know it definitely sounds like you've got the the mindset, you know, that you're going to hit the ground running instead of you know just kind of sulking and pitying or whatever, which um, could be very easy to slip into. I'm sure. Yeah, every I feel like every day is like a little battle but um I even like especially just watching it and not not being able to train or anything like that it's it's rough sometimes but definitely things like working out and stuff like that have definitely helped me a lot getting to work out I feel like is the best thing for me right now just focusing on coming back like bigger stronger all of that I had like uh, the same mindset last time and definitely put on a lot of uh, upper body <laughs> mass. So I'm hoping to to get even bigger this time. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Yeah, because um, I know there was a match that was supposed to happen between you and um, Dream Girl Ellie. And Ellie is, you know, one of my favorite independent females as, as well. And I, I mean, I think that you know, if it gets booked again, I think that would be an insane match, you versus her. Yeah, that was definitely a match that I really wanted to happen as well. Um, so hopefully once I'm cleared again, we could we could figure that out and that match can happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely hope so. And, you know, just to kind of play off that a little bit, is there one wrestler that, like, you're like, I want her? Yeah, since I started training, uh, Kylie Ray has been like that one that I've wanted to have a match with. Um, definitely her, um, and then like people like Kylan King and uh, Maddie Rankowski, Shaza McKenzie, all those girls. I just I want to be able to wrestle them. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean. You know, if anybody's listening right now, they may or could not make that happen. Yeah, let's make it happen when I come back. <laughs> and, you know, what have, what have you been up to, you know? You know, obviously, you know, we were just talking about the injury, <laughs> making bomb-ass TikToks. What are, you, what are you doing to pass the time? Honestly, my days are pretty much the same right now. <laughs> it's like PT, gym, more PT, Watching wrestling, I've been watch. I've been on a, a Jersey Shore binge. Actually, rewatching everything again for like the third time. So <laughs> that has also taken up some of my time. Not so proud of that one, but yeah. <laughs> you know, it's so funny you bring that up because um, I guess it was around two thousand nine, two thousand ten when Jersey Shore first came out. And you know, me and my wife had just started dating. She was um, 
going to a university about 30 minutes away. And I would drive up there to spend time with her in our dorm. And that's what we did on Thursday. We watched Jersey Shore. We were like playing our whole like evening or night around Jersey Shore. That's so great. <laughs> and uh, we, we caught up until, uh, you know, like Mike's trial and everything. And we haven't really watched any of it since. But don't be ashamed of Jersey Shore because that shit crazy. It's so good. And it's like, it's so addicting, especially that every single season is like uploaded on Hulu. So, yeah, that's definitely taken up a lot of my time. That's so awesome, though. And I know the, the, I guess the heydays of Jersey Shore is just Ron and Sam just brings everything together. Yes. <laughs> and I'll like say, when you, say that again. When you think they're finally over, they just get back together and cause more drama. It's wild. <laughs> yeah, you're exactly right. She like punches him in the face and then like the next episode, she was like, oh, Ron, what's going on? I'm so sorry. <laughs> Yeah, and the I think that letter could probably be put in like a historic museum or something. The definitely the most iconic letter ever, <laughs> especially like the way they worded everything. It's just great. It's hilarious. It is, and it's like the way they like, um, I guess sneakily conspired to like type it out and like leave it sitting somewhere, and then she like comes in and find it. It's just like. How do you not get caught up in that? It's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just waiting for her to find it and for all the drama to happen. And my yeah. favorite thing is that Polly D is always just like, all right, let's hear it. I'm excited. Let's go. More drama. <laughs> yeah, Polly D's uh, definitely my favorite out of all of them, definitely. Yeah, he's so funny. The, um, you know, you're watching wrestling. Wrestlers are also fans. People don't know that. Do you, and I always ask this question, do you prefer like AEW to WWE? Do you watch both? Do you not watch both? Um, I definitely watch AEW more than WWE. If I do watch WWE, it's a lot of like the old stuff. Um, I'll just go on like Peacock and go through and find stuff. I don't really watch like Monday Night Raw and stuff like that. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. I think I've watched the watch Raw maybe like three or four times in the last year, and I don't miss AEW. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Have you? Do you have any thoughts on uh on Cody getting booed all the time? Do you? Do you have any opinions on that? Um, I I don't understand it. I yeah, I just don't get it. I think it's funny, but yeah. <laughs> I I I'm right there with you. I'm I'm on pace with you. Like I don't get it. Like I think like two people boo and then like five or six other people are like, oh I'm just gonna boo because they're booing. Yeah. And it's like you know, they want them to turn heel, you know, and if you really, you know, sit there and analyze everything, he's done some stuff over the last, like, three months, three or four months that could probably point to him being a heel, but certain fans want him to, like, come out and, like, deck Arn Anderson or something like that. Yeah, I definitely love the, the way he's going about everything. 
and like even the shirt he put out everything like that I just love it it's great <laughs> yeah yeah I agree with you it's like what is it like baby face heel winner yeah exactly the nightmare logo over winner and I mean he's a winner that's all that matters yeah <laughs> we're getting to the uh the 30 minute mark so I think that'll about do it for this interview and the link to all your social media is in the description of this video. So if anybody wants to follow you, they can just click the links and it'll take them right to your social media. And if you want to tell everybody, you know, where they, where they can follow you just to put that out there go ahead. Uh, you can find me everywhere on social media at Brooke Havoc with a K pro wrestling slash Brooke Havoc. <laughs> wrestling tease is probably the biggest one I would say. Yeah, definitely. We've got a couple of designs, like uh, this one right here, the I'm So Dead little emo logo. Okay, record on screen. I like it. I mean, you have to, though, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, I 1,000% appreciate your time. This is probably one of the funnest ones I did, you know, just because, you know, we did get to talk about music and all that stuff. And I definitely, you know, wish you well in your recovery and I can't wait to see you beat some ass in the future. Thank you so much. I had a lot of great, I had a great time with everything and definitely hearing your top five emo music was great. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, I hope everyone has a wonderful night and I appreciate everyone for checking this out. And like I said, the link to all Brooke's social media is in the description. So it's hyperlinked. You just got to click it. Super simple. Have a good night, everybody. Bye, guys.